Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Six. And Father, one of the things that we discuss a lot, but we've never actually like broken down like the basics of how is praying. It, we, we've kind of treated this like a bike. Like you'll know it once you start doing it and it'll all be awesome. But we never actually, you know, mechanically broke it down for like, this is how you pray. And I think that that's something that dawned on me today and something that I thought would be a good conversation because there's so many of us out there that go by comparisons, right? We talked about that a couple weeks ago. And we've also discussed many times there is no one way to to become a unified with God. Talking's a little hard at the moment. So the thought being, why don't we discuss about the basics of, of how to have a prayer life that goes a little bit deeper than just do it? Because effectively, I feel like that's the instruction I've been given my whole life, and I want to want to help this thing out. Yeah, I, uh, certainly a topic that I spend a lot of time on, and uh, I mean, I co-authored a book with Father Tom Acklin, which is a three hundred page answer to your question. So. I I won't uh, imagine that we'll get through 300 pages in uh, the next 20 minutes. But um, so, again, the, the analogy uh, to connect it to our normal life is that prayer is a relationship. So prayer is a relationship with God. And so if I were to ask you, Joe, how do you develop a relationship with someone? It's like, well, I mean... That's fairly like, how did your relationship with your wife develop to get to where it is now? Mm-hmm. Well, like, how long do you have? You know, can you, <laughs> can we, uh, can we talk about that for the next three weeks? So, uh, so on the one hand, I, I want to say, you know, that's why prayer is, is uh, rich and nuanced and complex. And there's a lot going on there because it, it is ultimately about developing a relationship with God. Um, How do you get started in that process is a fair question. And, uh, well, how do you get started in relationships? You spend time with the person. So how do you spend time with God? Well, in some sense, by existing, because God is existence. So just Mm -hmm. existing is already uh, being aware of that. And so actually being grateful for your existence is, you know, one thing you could start with. the fact that you're listening to this podcast and you can pay attention to this conversation, there is a, and, and, and that is the basic, you know, and being grateful for, uh, and, and taking in and enjoying creation is really a starting point. Give yourself time to, uh, thank, to be thankful for the, the sun and the moon and the stars, to be thankful for the, the warm weather or the cold weather or the, the beautiful, tree that's out in front of your house or the bird that's that's singing actually taking in those are all gifts you know and they they really are from god so without sounding like a fruity something or other uh you know it is uh it it is worthwhile just starting even at that point being being grateful for your life and and being grateful for creation um but then we we know something as christians which so that's that's essentially pagan prayer, uh, and I mean pagan in the best way, uh, natural religion. You know that th- these are the religions that, because the religious impulse is in us as human beings, 
human beings have been doing this kind of thing for a long time. And that, that initial impulse of like, I didn't make all this for myself. You know, I, I didn't invent fire. I didn't invent the sun. You know, I didn't invent like, this is all a gift. There's so many things that are a gift. And so uh, I just am, am grateful to the one who provided those things for me. Uh, even if I don't know exactly who that is. But as Christians, we do know who that is. And we have a name and a face, and we even have a a humanity to interact with. And we have a a God who has revealed himself to us uh, in word. So we, we can look to that word to receive what God wants to say to us. And then we can also spend time with him Jesus Christ in his in his humanity by uh, especially being in the presence in the in the church in the presence of the blessed sacrament and then also as a baptized Christian if you're baptized then you also have the indwelling presence of God he is truly within us dwelling in the depths of our hearts and so just being wherever we are and being aware of uh, that gift. He is with us. You can say that. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are with you right now. In fact, they are in you. They are in the depths of your soul. They are deeper in you than you are in yourself, you might say. So um, so those are a number of ways. How do we spend time with him? Well, we can, we can read scripture. And then how should we read it? Well, we can read it slowly because it is uh, a treasure. It's it's God's own word to us. And so it's worth reading slowly and savoring. It's a big book. Where do you start? Well, uh, starting with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is real helpful. So do you want to grow in prayer? Set aside 10 minutes, open up one of the Gospels, and read it slowly and think about it. So to be like real nuts and bolts and real simple at the same time. If you start doing that, your life will start to change. Now, uh, likewise, if you have access to a church, you know, uh, there are at least some of our listeners who probably live near a church or drive past a church or, you know, you have some access to a church. Um, you, You probably, if you're a Catholic, certainly you go to Sunday Mass at least. Take a little bit of time sitting in the church. Look at the tabernacle, the big gold box usually that's uh, at the front of the church, usually hopefully in the middle of the uh, the sanctuary. And and Jesus Christ is there in, in the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ sacramentally. And just be aware of his presence. He's there in his body. So even as you might be sitting next to someone who is present bodily, so also he is present bodily. And then you can use your imagination to think about that a little bit. Imagine what he looks like. And uh, imagine his face and imagine him walking up to you and imagine him sitting in front of you. It's not fantasy. It's real because he is actually there and he is actually with you and he is actually walking up to you. He's really deeply within you and he's right in front of you. So using your imagination in those ways isn't make-believe, but is rather a way of engaging our interior, even without the sort of exterior senses being uh, notified of his presence. Um, But seeing a tabernacle can help to tune us into his presence a little bit. So spend some time with him. Uh, Again, that's the real basic thing. Spend some time with the scripture. Spend some time in the Blessed Sacrament, with, with the Blessed Sacrament. Spend some time 
just being alone with God's presence in your soul, in your heart, and turn off all of the external stimulation. One of the challenges is that because we don't see him with our, we don't detect him with our senses in a normal way, the things that do barrage our senses tend to be really loud. And so the more that we can silence some of that, turn off the noise, even dim the lights, remove uh, external distractions, this is a big help. Uh, and when we just, and then if we do that in a little bit of a ritual way, so every morning I go into, it could even be my office, but maybe I sit in a different place in my office so that I notify my body, I'm going to do the praying thing. And then I dim the lights, I close the door, I silence the phone, I, and I enter into that space and then just be aware of him. So you can, again, use your imagination. You could put a chair in front of you. You could imagine him sitting there. A lot of different ways to just connect with, with God, uh, with Jesus in particular. Uh, so doing those kinds of things and set a regular schedule of uh, uh, doing that every day. Do it for 10, 15 minutes every day. Maybe the first thing you do when you get to your office at work, or maybe the first thing you do after you wake up in the morning. If you want to take another step and maybe light a candle, if you're able to, to do that, uh, that's that can also help to have a starting point. Later at the end, you blow out the candle. That helps you to have an ending point that notifies your body. We're not paying as much attention to the external senses. We're now paying attention to the internal senses more so. And, and that just helps us to connect and spend time with him. And that makes so much sense. Literally, before we started recording today, I was building a new a lighting system for my studio here. Obviously, this is an audio-only podcast, so you guys don't get a benefit from my bright light in my face. But in the process of that, I had no idea how bright this light was going to be. Um, and, like, full-blown right in the face. And as you're telling me this here, my eyes still have not adjusted to seeing the full screen in front of me here and kind of the sharp edges are, are blurry. It's the same thing as looking directly into the sun. And I bring this up because if you're exactly right, and this is the vision example of it that I'm living, <laughs> you're telling me the senses can override us. And the challenge I'm bringing up here is I'm actively wanting to see clear. Well, like I don't want to have this giant bright spot right here in the corner of my eye, just as I don't think anyone does after they look in the sun or anything like that. And you just gave some really good examples there of how we can set ourselves and let our minds know this is a different activity we're doing here. Sitting in a different chair than normal, maybe sitting in a different way than normal, uh, maybe taking our feet off the ground. Or, or something like that. Doing the candle, putting yourself with an extra sense that you don't normally have, especially if it's a scented candle. My office doesn't normally smell like this. I'm using that. And all of those things that just literally are a pattern interrupt, but then become a habit as a result of it to say, hey, this is different than the rest of the stuff that we do at work. This is different than how I spend the rest of my time. And your starting point example of starting with a gospel and not reading it like a book report, like we were juniors in high school, where it was like, I really just want to spark notes this so I get my B plus and keep it moving, but actually methodically paying attention to what's going on and 
I, I would extend to that. I don't know if this is the way you were going with it or not, but really trying to place yourself in the situation. Sure, I know it's it's thousands of years ago and technology barriers were radically different, <laughs> but eh, but it's something that I think we all would benefit from. Even if you've never done some of the activities that are in the book, but to relate to what they would be, you know, what would it be like to live in a place that has no stable heating system? Um, so when it's cold outside, you're lucky with a fire. And like fires, they get really, really hot if you're super close. But if you get that wrong distance of away, you're basically freezing again. And your one side gets super hot and your other side's frozen. All of these kinds of things that we take for granted now were their everyday life. And how do we put ourselves in that situation where literally seeing someone get murdered by the Romans wasn't weird? Um, you know, to, to think about that in the way of how far our society is now, that to me is all awesome. Like, like I love doing that part. But what I want to connect here is we've got a couple of minutes left in this episode here is how do we convert from reading the gospel and doing all the things that you said to set us in the right position to convert it from an intellectual exercise to actually having Jesus be felt in us throughout all of our lives. Yeah. And, and what you were describing in terms of putting yourself in the situation is, uh, you know, it's kind of taking uh, my comments to the next level of detail, which is great. Uh, that's one of the ways once you're reading scripture, that you can try to get into it a little bit more to get out of your head and a little bit more into your body, into your heart. And so placing yourself uh, in certain passages and especially in the gospels and, and in the, the public life of Jesus, you can do that a little bit more. You can, you know, imagine the story of Zacchaeus up in the tree. He was eager to see Jesus. And when we hear that he's eager to see Jesus, and we see that he's climbing a tree, maybe we can connect with something in ourselves that's eager to see Jesus. And then we're getting a little bit closer to the experience of Zacchaeus. And so we uh, want to connect with that. And maybe that has to do with you know some other things in our lives, like, well, we're really eager for our vocation or for this particular problem to end, or we're eager for this, uh, this thing to come about that's been taking a while. Uh, I know a, a couple that just got engaged. There was a lot of anticipation around that. You know, maybe uh, in the eagerness, we can connect with, with Zacchaeus and then sort of climb a tree in our minds. What does that look like to climb a tree and to take the effort? So we can really get into those activities. And then what's it like to see Jesus coming over the, the horizon or, or around the corner? What do we feel like when we first see him? And then maybe we have some experience of that in our lives that we're thinking about more or less when we were surprised by someone that we were really looking forward to seeing as a way of connecting to the heart. So those are all ways to get out of our heads and a little bit more into our hearts. Um, so a, uh, one, one simple mode that uh, I find really useful is the they sometimes call it praying like a pirate. If you were to Google that, you would uh, come up with this. The acronym is A-R-R-R, -R -R, and thus pronouncing 
are. And so <laughs> praying like a pirate. And uh, so it's very memorable. But the A stands for acknowledge. That's uh, acknowledging what's already in me when I start praying. Maybe that's some anxiety. Maybe that's some hope. Maybe that's some joy. Maybe that's uh, thinking through a problem or dealing with a situation or um, whatever it is, just acknowledging what's inside of me and, and just trying to pay attention to that, what's happening inside of me right now. So as we do all of the things that we already described, set aside a place, dim the lights, light a candle, uh, light some incense, make it a scented candle, set the environment, remind your body that you're getting ready to pray. And you sit down or you kneel down or you sit on the floor or whatever you're doing. And then what's, what's coming up in you? Acknowledge that. Don't judge it. Don't fix it. Don't stop it. Don't start it. Acknowledge it. What is it? What's happening? What's inside of you? And then the first R is relate. Relate it to Jesus. Tell him about it. Tell him what's happening in your heart, what's uh, frustrating, what's enticing, what's hopeful, what's on your mind, uh, relate it to him. Share it with him, show it to him. And then receive is the next R. And what does he have to say about that? And now that's where we're entering in a little bit in faith. What's our expectation of how he looks at that, sees that, responds to that, And that's going to be some combination between our minds and our hearts, you might say. We have some idea of what that might be, but then there's also something that's happening in us as a kind of response, a receiving. So acknowledge, relate, receive, and then how do you respond to what he's told you about that? So the third R is respond. And then I, you know, so maybe uh, as I sit down, I realize I've got a lot on my mind because I run some things here at the seminary and the Institute for Ministry Formation. I've got some things with my staff coming up. I've got some things with some students coming up and I'm a little bit frustrated, a little bit anxious. And so I just tell Jesus about that. You know, Jesus, you are the one that put me in this position and you are the one that created this institute and I'm struggling and I need some help. I need to resolve this thing. I need to fix this thing. I need to love this person. I need to help this person. Um, And so I'm relating that to him. And then I'm going to give a little bit of space. I'm going to stop talking for a moment and kind of what's, what's coming up in my heart. And, and maybe in that, I, I I feel the closeness of Jesus and I I feel his really reassurance. And he says, you're going to be okay. I'm with you. We're going to work this out. Be at peace. And, and then maybe I even have something concrete that comes up. Tell this person this thing. You know, it's not usually quite that clear, but essentially that's the idea that comes to me. Um, oh, I should tell this person about this thing. Oh, I, I, should, uh, I should do this thing. I should send this email. Oh, I forgot about that. That person was, okay, so something's coming to me in this space. After I acknowledge and relate, something's coming to me in that space. That's part of my receiving. What's coming up? Now, as I give a little bit of space after I told these things to Jesus, and then I say, thank you. I respond to him. Thank you for always being with me. I know that you're with me. I know that you'll help me. And I trust in you. Thank you for being here with me. I need your help. And then I just sit with him a little bit. So it's about as concrete as I can get in terms of how prayer could unfold. 
And if you wanted to mix scripture in with that, it also works quite well. It, it helps to shape the response, the, what we receive from Jesus. And, and uh, anyway, we could say a little bit more about that if you wanted to. But uh, all of that is to say, I'm, I'm recognizing what's happening in me. I'm relating that to Jesus. I can do that in a whole variety of ways with scripture, with the rosary, with the divine mercy chaplet, just in my own spontaneous thoughts and the silence, a lot of different ways to relate and then give some space to listen and receive and then respond to that. Yeah. Well, first of all, Father, thank you for for answering the question and giving it such a direct way. And I do want to hit on something you said earlier in the beginning was if you do this 10 minutes a day, your life will change in ways that you won't really be able to anticipate, but it will be better. And I think that that's, kind of the calling of what to do here. And you gave us a great formula of how to do it. And except for some people, that's as simple as what they need. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And then like Jesus, take it over from there. So we hope that this episode helps a lot of people out there and we'll be with you again here next week.